Hey, it's a great day at the Academy of Scholars, and this is episode 14 of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson. This show originally aired on the Academy of Scholars Facebook page and YouTube channel on Thursday, July 1st, 2021. The podcast was recorded the week of the 57th anniversary of the signing of the Civil Rights Act. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by the Academy of Scholars. Are you searching for a school for age four through sixth grade? Then check out the Academy of Scholars. Based in metropolitan Atlanta, Georgia, this exceptional private Christian school is where great education happens in both its in-person and premier online learning programs. Go to academyofscholars.com and join our virtual tour and open house today to see the in-person or online school you've been looking for. It's a great day at the Academy of Scholars and welcome to episode 14 of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson, Director of Student Success at the Academy of Scholars. I am Benny Crane Jr., the Assistant Director of Student Success. Today's topic will discuss teaching children about financial literacy. Thank you for joining us for today's live session. No matter where you're joining us from, whether you're at work or at home, we pray that you're having a great AOS day and hope that you can visit us here on campus someday soon. Parents, how many of you have that talk with your kids right before you go into the grocery store? You know the one. Don't look at nothing, don't touch nothing, and don't ask me to buy nothing. <laughs> We're going into the store to get groceries, not junk. No one? No one has that conversation? Just me? Okay, okay. Well, today's discussion is about financial literacy for children. How early is too early, and how should we go about teaching it to our children? But before we get started, Benny, where can our viewers watch today's session once it's over? As always, everything from this show ends up on our website, academyofscholars.com, including both the audio and video versions. You can also find the video version on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You'll be able to download the audio versions anywhere you download your favorite podcast. We want to take this opportunity to say hello to the people joining us live today. Also, shout out to the people who follow us on our social media platforms. We appreciate you joining us. Do us a favor and tell your friends we're on. All you have to do is hit that share button right there, comment, and tell us about conversations you have with your child about money for your chance to win a great restaurant gift card. Right now, it's time for our special segment, AOS Around Town because you literally never know where you might meet someone from AOS around town. <laughs> this week, Benny and the video crew headed to one of the most special places to visit in Atlanta, the King Center. Ah, yes, the King Center, which honors the life and accomplishments of American icon and civil rights leader, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It's just a 20 minute drive from AOS. Located in the historic Sweet Auburn Avenue district, the King Center exhibits MLK-related photos and artifacts and is a short walk from the MLK National Historic Site and Childhood Home. While we were there, we talked to a few people about this week's topic and gave them an opportunity to share financial advice they share with their children. It's okay to get some of the things that you want sometimes, but you have to look at the big picture. I always say try to save money so that way you can buy the things that you want um, versus always spending the money um, on things that you don't need. We want to be in a position to where we can buy things outright if possible, stay away from a lot of loans, because you end up paying more than what something is worth if you don't, you know, have good money habits. Keep those credit scores up, because you can get anything you want, but they're going to slap a high interest rate on it. It doesn't matter how much money 
you make, it's about how you manage it. Um, and if you're living um, and spending um, so fast that you don't ever get to accumulate any money, then that takes away a lot of your, your um, power. I tell them there are people I see that are working that can barely get around because when they were young, they did not make good, smart decisions with their money. So as they continue to grow and become, you know, go out on their own, I'm just trying to instill those things in them so that they'll make good, smart money decisions as they go grow up. My name is Kevin. I live in Orlando, Florida. And I have one word of advice to all the people out there. It's very simple. Money doesn't grow on trees. Peace. Have a good day, y'all. You know, Benny, I can't remember a time growing up that my mom or dad ever had a conversation with me about money or finances, other than asking me if I thought money grew on trees, like that gentleman <laughs> said. Like, really. <laughs> I grew up thinking that we were rich because they built a house, my mom drove a Mercedes, my stepdad owned a trucking business, and my mom worked. Um, but finances were never discussed, you know, at least not in front of the children, right. and definitely not with the children. Definitely. In high school, I was enrolled in a couple of business classes, so I learned a little bit about finances, like checking and savings accounts, how to write a check, how to balance an account, but nothing about credit or how to make sound financial decisions. I mean, do you remember your parents teaching you about money and finance? Well, I, my father always gave me wise counsel on finance. Okay. He was even giving me financial advice just the other day. Okay. Now, I remember when I started driving, my parents gave me a gas car and I was responsible for paying the gas bill. I got an allowance and I had to write a check and send the Amoco bill in the mail. That, wow. yeah, that's old school, that writing checks, putting stamps on the envelopes and all that. But that was one of my earliest memories of dealing with finance. So you guys were rich. Stop it. <laughs> you were rich? No. <laughs> well, Benny, one of the programs AOS offered pre-COVID that I absolutely was ecstatic and loved was our partnership with the Georgia United Credit Union and our, with our Scholars for Dollars Financial Literacy Program. Yes. This program was designed to teach scholars financial literacy, which, by the way, is the ability to understand and effectively apply various financial skills, such as personal financial management, budgeting, and investing. Through the Scholars with Dollars Financial Literacy Program, scholars gained an understanding for the difference between wants and needs, spending and saving, credit and debt, as well as learned lessons that help create habits that would lead to good financial decision making. Again, this was in partnership with Georgia United Credit Union, which was directly across the street from the school. Our scholars opened a Money Mammal Savings account at Georgia United Credit Union, and once a month, we would take them across the street on a walking field trip to the credit union to deposit money into their accounts. No lie, it was one of my favorite activities to do for the scholars. Yes. I mean, I really absolutely loved watching the pre-kindergarten, four-year-olds, all the way up to sixth graders, right? Walk across the street, walk up to the tellers, hand them their money to deposit. You know, not only was it a lesson in financial literacy, but it also taught our scholars how to engage with others on a professional level. Yeah. You know, they had to look the teller in the eyes, say good morning, engage them in conversation if the teller asked them questions, and thank the tellers once the transaction was completed. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We were on a roll. Yes. I mean, we, you know, and then bam. The pandemic. the pandemic. And it was a tremendous mm. experience. You yeah. and I have captained a lot of things in our five years working together, but yes. that might have been the best one. And you know Great. what I remember most besides all the things you described with Scholars with Dollars? What? 
It seemed like every time we went over there, it rained. That's right, it did. <laughs> and I think that made the program even more endearing for me because not even the forces of nature could stop us from connecting our kids to the lessons and benefits of fiscal responsibility. That's right, you know, we had just grabbed our umbrellas, had them grab their umbrellas and you know, their rain boots and we walked across the street. Yep. 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 It's definitely a program worthy of bringing back, you know, once the pandemic is over. Yes. But in the meantime, what can parents do to foster financial literacy in their children and how young is too young? Research, including work by David Whitebread and Sue Bingham of the University of Cambridge, purport that many of our financial habits are set by age seven. If good habits aren't formed early, it becomes harder and harder for parents to steer their children in the right direction. So Stacy, how about sharing actions that parents can do to help their children start forming good financial habits early then? Will do. Okay. One of the first things parents can do is give kids an allowance. Well, you know, just an aside, I never received an allowance from my parents growing up. Wow. Yeah, you know, my parents were old school. We lived in the islands. My mom had seven kids. If I even formed my lips to say allowance, my mom would say, I allow you to live in this house, <laughs> right, without paying rent. I allow you to eat the food that I cook, right, for you that I've earned with my money. And I allow you to breathe every time you try to talk back to me. So yeah, there was no allowance no that was allowance. being had in my house. And unfortunately, because I was reared, you know, with that old school thinking, my kids never experienced getting an allowance either. Oh, no. Sorry, Chantel and, and CJ, oh, no. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but parents, when you know better, you do better. Yes, please. Giving an allowance gives children firsthand experience with money. They learn the rewards of careful spending and saving and the risk of making impulsive spending decisions. And those risks are a lot smaller now than they will be later in life. Yeah. Kids also appreciate things more when they have to buy it with their own money. Having them earn their allowance teaches them self-reliance, which is something that they'll definitely need in the future. And if you're wondering how much allowance to give, it's really up to you and what you can afford in your budget, especially since this will be a regular expense for you to consider. Yeah. There aren't really any strict guidelines when it comes to allowance. Some parents choose to give $1 for each year of a child's age. Other parents base their kids' allowance on work they do around the house, like cleaning, lawn and garden chores, or babysitting younger siblings. Some parents do, like my parents did, put their kids in charge of paying for their own expenses, like gas, clothing, video games, or tickets to go to the movies, and then set the allowance based on that. Whatever you decide, base it on what works for you and your family. Absolutely. Secondly, parents can open a savings account or get their child a kid-friendly debit card that will teach them the value of saving and provide an introduction to the banking system. Teach them while you shop. Instead of saying, don't ask for nothing, don't look at nothing, don't touch nothing, allow them to spend a small amount of money, maybe $2, and talk to them about budgeting. Let them know that you have a budget that you have to stick to and explain your decision-making as you shop. Discuss coupons and discounts. Habits are learned early, so stick to a budget and they will too. Yes, and most banks have some kind of program that helps parents with teaching their children about saving, spending, and banking. Greenlight is a debit card program that a parent, Mr. Wells, mm -hmm. talked to me about just the other day. And this allows parents to use a phone app to monitor spending, savings, even investing, as well as your children's allowance. Great. Third, parents can play games that involve money with their children. 
Games teach, and kids won't even realize they're learning a lesson. Games like Monopoly, Life, and Payday are good ones that help children learn the importance of budgeting and planning for the future. And these are some of my favorite games of all time. And these games have a dual benefit of forcing children to use their math skills as well, as they have to add, subtract, sometimes even multiply and divide their money. That's true. Fourth, parents can teach their children the categories of what you can do with money. Spend, save, or give. Get a piggy bank that splits the money into these categories. After discussing how they can use the money in each section, every time they get their allowance, they should discuss with you how they plan to use the money. Now, your kids had a piggy bank at least, didn't they? They did. They okay. Did. They had a piggy bank. <laughs> they had a piggy bank. Okay. <laughs> Teach them the 50-30-20 rule. 20% of their money should go to savings. 30% may go to discretionary items, and 50% should go towards necessities. Of course, since they live with you and you buy their necessities, the majority of their money can actually go to savings. But they should definitely be aware of the rule. A 50, 20, 30 rule, very good. Mm, 50, yeah. 20, 30. Also, talk to them about giving, whether it's tithing or donating to their favorite charity. Giving should definitely be a part of their financial literacy. Yes, and I love that 50, 20, 30 rule mm -hmm. because, Stacy, I've heard similar financial advice that your monthly bill should never exceed a third of your monthly earnings yeah. and that you should save at least a third of your monthly earnings. Yeah. Either way, ultimately, this is about two things that have the biggest impact on your financial future, saving and controlling your spending. Teach your kids about these numbers and it may help them create financial habits that will help them in the future. Like, I'm not in a position where I can save a third of my monthly earnings, right? Yet. Yet, yet. yet. Oh, the power of yet, yes. right? I'm not in a position where I can save a third of my monthly earnings yet. But that doesn't mean that I don't save. So don't let hearing these numbers and your ability to meet these suggested percentages deter you from saving whatever you can. My dad always encouraged me by saying, son, no matter what the amount, you have to save what you can. Absolutely. Finally, parents, you should involve your kids in major purchase decisions, like buying a new car, going on vacation, buying a new appliance, buying a new home. Mm -hmm. Include them in the process and have them help with the research. Have them research the options and make price comparisons. Allowing them to assist in an important family decision will make them feel proud and will be a life lesson as well. Uh, this one is tough for me, Stacy, because we grew up in an era where children were told, stay out of grown folks' business. Absolutely. So in the same way my father taught me about financial responsibility, my parents didn't share information about the household. They never said this out loud, but I just saw this as an extension of staying out of grown folks' business. Right. And this kind of seeped into my child rearing, and I have to battle against it. Mm -hmm. So my family just recently purchased a home yeah, and when we were approved for a loan my wife and I started this intensive home search well I came home one day and the kids were searching for houses too because my wife had told them the budget Yay. and at first I was thinking like what are we doing <laughs> because to me knowing how much we were approved for how much our home was worth is grown folks business mm -hmm. But no, including our kids in this process allowed us to teach them more intently about credit. We talked about mortgages, down payments, and savings, yeah. and they loved being a part of the home search. My Good. daughter was very meticulous about finding homes that fit our needs. I can see so, that. While my son, the only thing that was part of his search was a pool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But the kid, kids need to know and understand this stuff. Mm -hmm. And what better way than to make them be a part of it? So thanks and shout out to my wife for being more thoughtful about this process than I would have been on my own. 
So parents, the answer to the question of when is the right time to teach your child about financial literacy is now. It just takes a little planning, some patience and creativity, but I know you can do it. If you need assistance with financial planning, check with your local church, bank, or credit union. You can also go to the foundationforfinancialplanning.org or greenpath.com. Parents, please use some of these tips Stacy shared with you today. Your conversations about money and financial literacy can propel your child into a more sound financial future. These are most certainly lessons that I'm trying to teach my own children, and I encourage you to do the same thing also. You know, Benny, I wish we had a scholarly speaking live when I was a young mother raising my kids because mm -hmm. a lot of this advice that we're given is sound advice yes. that I could have used back then, you know. But hey, it's all good. Your your grandchildren will benefit from yes, it. Yes, they do. And you know, the good news is that my children aren't old school parents, <laughs> so they teach, you know, my grandkids these things, and I'm just happy to be a part of yeah, it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So parents, please remember that at 8.15 p.m. Monday through Fridays, AOS is on live with our Summer Sleepy Time Scholars Program because we know the benefits and value of reading aloud to children. Selected AOS staff members read a story every night at 8.15 p.m. on AOS Facebook Live. All scholars and potential scholars ages three through eight are invited to join us as we read a bedtime story and pray before they go to bed. This is open to everyone. Okay, not just scholars at AOS, and it's a way for us to stay connected to our students over the summer while keeping them engaged in the love of reading. So please join us Monday through Fridays at 8.15 p.m. Well, what do you think? What can you do to make sure your child gets financial literacy at home? Comment and let us know your thoughts on today's topic. Thank you everyone for joining us today. I see that Ms. Nikki Scott is on with us again. Thank you for being here. I see that Lakeisha Jackson is watching. Thank you. I see uh, that Kyla Crane, my wife is on. Hey, I hope you saw shout that out. shout out, babe. Hey, I see that Mr. My Adu Michael is on here. Pauline Black is on here. Thank you. We see uh, see you. Angela Griffith-Smith, we thank you for being on with us. Ms. Hester, you've been on hey, here Ms. so Hester. much. We miss you. We can't wait to see you again soon. Tiffany Hicks is on here saying, this is great info and thank you for choosing this topic so we appreciate everyone joining us here remember tell your friends that we're on share this information because uh, Stacy is coming up with some great topics we're pouring our hearts out trying to figure out things that are going to help you and us because yeah. a lot of times we're talking to yeah. us too when we're uh, getting this research and sharing this stuff here but here's a chance for you to win a great restaurant gift card how about choosing a number between one and five today uh, four? Four. One. <laughs> uh, number four is my wife, Kyla Crane. Uh, Kyla, I, I'm just going to take you, I'm just going to take you out to dinner and we're going to give it to Miss Lakeisha Jackson. Oh, okay. But Kyla, I am going to take you out to dinner. Um, out, maybe, uh, Dr. Johnson will pay for it. But Lakeisha Jackson, <laughs> because, uh, you are the winner this week, Miss Jackson. Thank you for tuning in. Kyla, thank you for, uh, tuning in. <laughs> Tell all your friends and remember, no matter where in the world you live, that you can give your child access to an exceptional Christian affordable education <laughs> with the Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum, one that will prepare your child for life beyond school by teaching them life skills like financial literacy. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's live session. 
To learn more about our amazing school, the Academy of Scholars, please go to our website at academyofscholars.com. Join us next week as we continue our live discussions. Next week, we'll be talking not about the freshman 15, but the COVID 15. <laughs> How to get your family back to healthy and fit. Until next time, I am Dr. Stacey Lambert Johnson. And I'm Benny Crane Jr. Saying goodbye, goodbye. and be, be blessed. blessed.